When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Some of it, frankly, a little bit difficult, but some of it a lot of fun. And, and some of it, I don't know, we're, we're going to see. We're going to talk about Michael Pittman Jr. and whether he should be franchised by the Indianapolis Colts. That franchise window starts tomorrow. It ends on March 8th. Should Pittman be franchised? Should the Colts allow him to hit the open market? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Indiana basketball. What happened yesterday against Northwestern, I think by all accounts a disgrace. And at noon today, Dan Dockich and I did it two big brains. And I think that Indiana fans should do similar to what I did. Instead of mouthing off, instead of yapping back at Dan, I think they ought to listen to him and they ought to take notes. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about NFL players. You know, every once in a while, in comments or hearing from people, people will call NFL players soft. And I think you're going to have to redefine soft as you think about NFL players because they are anything but soft. The fear that they have to deal with, the potential anxiety, the potential family loss, the potential loss of health that they face every single time they walk out onto the field and what could happen to them late in life, as evidenced by Steve McMichael and his fight against ALS, and evidently he's improving. He's dealing with a bout of MRSA, and, and so, uh, but he's improving, and, and that's a good thing, at least with the, the MRSA, if not the ALS. We'll talk about that, and I'm going to show you a picture of Steve McMichael, because I want you to see what these guys... If you don't think that the picture of Steve, Steve McMichael is etched in the heads of NFL players, you're out of your mind. We're going to talk about that because I think it's important. It's important that we understand that they understand what could lie ahead for them. And we're going to talk about Indiana women's basketball. It is really hard to sustain excellence throughout an entire season, especially when you've got a big game coming up on Thursday and this is a weekday afternoon game at Illinois. You know what? Uh, the result in the game this afternoon, I'm not going to say I expected it, but man, it is not a complete surprise. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Monday, President's Day, February 19th, 2024. We're brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Look, you can get a 50% sign-up bonus. Your first deposit, 50% bonus by using promo code KENT. 
The NFL season is over. It's basketball time, baby. How much do you know? How much do you want to wager based upon what you know? Have at it. My bookie, you will have all the information, uh, the links and whatnot in the show description and in the comments as well once we wrap up. All right. And, and then I'll put those in there for you because it's a full service channel, man. Uh, hit the subscribe button because you want to subscribe, don't you? You should. And hit the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. And uh, hit the thumbs up. That means like. Do that with all videos that you check out on YouTube. Like them all. It's a nice thing to do. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. And then we see your comment. And we'll read your comment. And it'll be a wonderful thing. We'll be able to share our thoughts in real time. What a, the mysteries and the marvels of modern technology. Are you kidding me? Let's talk about sports, all right. Uh, tomorrow, the first day that NFL teams can franchise tag a player. And that's really the only thing. There are other things that you can do, but nobody does any of them. But you can franchise tag a player beginning tomorrow. And the franchise tag value for a wide receiver is about $20.7 million. That's a little bit under the estimated value of Michael Pittman Jr. to the Indianapolis Colts this coming year. What the Colts are likely to do is franchise Michael Pittman and then negotiate an extension. That's what they're likely to do. What The value that Michael Pittman has to this team, basically because of the construct of the roster, is immense, right? He is, Michael Pittman is a really good wide receiver. He's maybe more valuable to the Colts than he is to anybody else because the Colts have really nobody behind him who can do the work that he does. He is a -a one-of-a-kind wide receiver on this roster, and he needs to be paid unicorn money. More than 100 catches, more than 1,100 yards. He was really good last year. A good security blanket for Gardner Minshew. Now with Anthony Richardson coming back from his injury, he needs a guy to throw the ball to. Who the hell is he going to throw to if not Michael Pittman Jr.? Now maybe in the draft, the Colts are able to go at 15 and get a guy who can really play and who maybe as a a rookie can be a difference maker. That could happen, but they don't know that could happen. Chris Ballard doesn't know that that could happen. There are really five wide receivers in this draft that you point at and say, man, that dude can play. But you don't want to send Anthony Richardson out there with Alec Pierce, a rookie, and Josh Downs as your wide receivers. If you've got Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, and a guy you take 15th, then you are potentially in business, especially if that 15th player is a certain tight end out of the University of Georgia named Brock Bounds. That works, but you have got to extend Michael Pittman Jr. You had the foresight. Michael Pittman is one of the real success stories of the Chris Ballard era in the draft, taking him 34th overall. That's the second pick of the second round. That's a hell of a thing. Like Michael Pittman Jr. has been really good, and he's continued to get better year after year after year. You You have to bring him back. And I think the Colts know this, and I think that Pittman knows this, and Pittman doesn't want to be franchised. But the franchise, I think, is just kind of a perfunctory uh, move in order to buy the Colts' time to continue 
to have extension talks and get some kind of deal worked out. But you, you cannot let him walk away. And Chris Ballard knows it. Chris Ballard, for his warts, and they're significant, has been pretty good at knowing when to let a guy walk away and know when a guy should not walk away. I think that they're going to be able to get that done with Michael Pittman, and the franchise tag might be a tool that's employed. I don't think they're going to use it tomorrow. I think they're going to continue to negotiate and try to get an extension done on March 5th, the last day somebody can be franchised. If they haven't worked out an extension at that point, I would expect the Colts to franchise Pittman and not let him walk out the door and you get nothing in return. That would be catastrophic, and that's a word I don't use very much. All right, let's talk about Indiana basketball. And, and it, um, so <clears throat> today we did it two big brains. And more often than not, two big brains is, I don't know, uh, it, it's the two of us talking about sports. That's what it is, right? And today, it was more Dan talking about IU basketball, me listening to him talk about IU basketball. Because I know that when Dan Dockich talks about Indiana basketball, he knows what the hell he's talking about. He knows everything about Indiana basketball, and he knows more about the game of basketball than anybody I know. Worked there, he did, for 16 years under Bob Knight. Had teams, uh, the 87 team won a national championship. There were a bunch of Big Ten champions. There were teams in the late 80s, early 90s that probably should have won at least one national championship. And you can argue that if Ted Kitchell doesn't hurt his back in 1983, Indiana wins a national championship with Dan, a part of that team. He knows what a championship culture looks like, and he knows what one doesn't look like. So listening to Dan is a whole lot smarter than trying to talk back to Dan on social media and say things that are ridiculous. You know, and there was one guy talking about old heads. You know what? I, every old head that you come across used to be a young head, and they become an old head through the acquisition of knowledge and wisdom. The young heads ought to listen to the old heads. Now, there are times that the old heads ought to listen to the young heads, too. Listening is good. But the young heads, instead of saying, oh, you're such an old head, to Dan, they ought to, you know what, they ought to say, there might be something I can learn from this if I just stop reacting to it and I start ingesting it. That would be a really smart thing. That would be a sign that you got a chance when you become an old head to be a really, really smart old head and a wise old head and an old head that young heads in 30 years ago or 30 years from now, they should listen to. All right, listen to Dan today, the two big brains. Listen to him talk about Indiana basketball and how things work. And it's a subcutaneous look, right? He does not just describe the, you know, the epidermis. He goes inside, under the skin, and looks at what makes Indiana basketball tick and why Indiana basketball is in the state of affairs that it currently is. There are some reasons that are, you, you can explain it. Youth is a partial explanation for this. you got guys who are really, really young, have never been told at any point in their lives that their crap doesn't smell like roses, it doesn't. Somebody needs to correct their behavior on the basketball court. Is that going to be Mike Woodson? Is that going to be the staff 
that's at Indiana right now? That's the question. And it's a really, really good question. Another really, really good question that I can answer real quickly is whether NFL players are tough. And we talk about the NFL. We talk about the Chiefs and how do you beat them and how, why did the Colts lose to the Texans and all that stuff. We talk about all of it. Who should be in the Hall of Fame? Who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? One guy who's gone to the Hall of Fame did it at a really high level for 15 freaking years. He was really good. Maybe, and, and Ditka would say this, maybe the best player on the 85 Bears defense, you had Dent, you had Singletary, right? You had Fensick, you had Hampton, you had Fridge, you had Wilbur Marshall, Otis Wilson. You had all these guys who are really, really good. But the guy who consistently, week after week after week, that based upon the way Buddy Ryan graded them, the guy who was highest for years was Steve McMichael. And Steve McMichael is going into the Hall of Fame. Not posthumously, he's still alive. He's suffering from ALS. This is what Steve McMichael looked like the day uh, a week ago that he found out from Richard Dent that he was going to the Hall of Fame. That's Steve McMichael. And that's heartbreaking. And so when you talk about NFL players and whether NFL players are tough, I watched him play his whole career, and he was awesome. And he never took time off, never took plays off. He was a tough son of a bitch. Always and forever will be etched in the memories of those who watched the 85 Bears and that era of the Bears from maybe 83 into the 90s. You understand what 76 came there to do day in and day out, and you understood it then. Mongo was Mongo for a reason. Mongo was a really, really tough football player. I knew another tough football player, and I still know him. And he doesn't play in the NFL anymore either. But he told me, it's a private conversation, so I won't say who he was. I, I was like, what was it like? You're in the tunnel coming out. What was the last thing you thought? You see, you know what? The last thing I thought was that I might not walk off this field. And then I ran out onto the field and tried like hell to go win games win plays that would lead to winning games. You got guys, McMichael's got a, a teammate, that 85 Bears team, Dave Durson, who shot himself, committed suicide, shooting himself in the chest, suffering from CTE, shot himself in the chest so his brain could be donated to the clinic in Boston where they determine whether a person had CTE and how better to protect brains how better to go about the diagnosis of CTE and all of that? Killed himself because he, he wasn't himself anymore. So when you talk about football players, it's fun. It's frivolity for us. But don't talk about them being soft because they're not soft. These are guys that go out on the field every Sunday for our amusement and put their lives on the line, not just today, but 30 years from now. Are they going to be able to walk? Are they going to be able to provide for their families? Are, are they going to be able to be there for their families? Or are, are they going to wind up looking like Mongo? Are they going to wind up looking like Steve McMichael? I couldn't believe it was him.
So don't talk about soft. Because what they see, year after year after year, in the eyes of former players, kind of tells them where they're going or where they could go. And that's no place fun. They are living in the moment, in the now, to please us, to amuse us, to entertain us, to fill us with civic pride for the shoe, right? In 30 years, where are they going to be? They wonder about that. And that's not a soft person who wonders about that, then puts the pads on, puts a helmet on, and goes back out on the field to go raise hell and knock heads with people. That's not a soft person. So let's not talk about soft. We can talk about fundamentally unsound. You need to hold on to the ball better. You need to throw it to the right guy more often. You can do all that, but not soft. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, about 6.40, 6.45. Can't wait. It's a Tuesday. The weather's getting better. We've turned a corner on winter, baby. And now it's time to have some fun.